Today's scripture reading comes from Hebrews chapter 7. This Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of God Most High. He met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham apportioned to him a tenth of everything. First, his name means king of righteousness. Then also, king of Salem means king of peace. Without father or mother or genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, Like the Son of God, he remains a priest for all time. Consider how great Melchizedek was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder. Now the law commands the sons of Eli, who become priests, to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their brothers, though they too are descended from Abraham. But Melchizedek, who did not trace his descent from Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. And indisputably, the lesser is blessed by the greater. In the case of the Levites, mortal men collect the tenth. But in the case of Melchizedek, it is affirmed that he lives on. And so to speak, Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham. For when Melchizedek met Abraham, Levi was still in the loins of his ancestor. Now if perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, for on this basis the people received the law. Why was there still need for another priest to appear, one in the order of Melchizedek, and not in the order of Aaron? For when the priesthood is changed, the law must be changed as well. He of whom these things are said belonged to a different tribe, from which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is clear that our Lord descended from Judah, a tribe as to which Moses said nothing about priests. And this point is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears, one who has become a priest not by a law of succession, but by the power of an indestructible life. For it is testified, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So the former commandment is set aside because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect. And a better hope is introduced, by which we draw near to God. And none of this happened without an oath. For others became priests without an oath. But Jesus became a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Because of his oath, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. Now there have been many other priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest truly befits us, one who is holy, innocent, undefiled, set apart from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer daily sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for sin once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son, who has been made perfect forever. And this is God's word. Unless you have a Roman Catholic background, priests have probably not occupied much of your attention during your life. 
But if you were Jewish, especially during the time when the New Testament was written, priests were very important to your religious practice. If you loved God, loved the temple, or thought the life of priests was something to be envied, you were out of luck if you weren't born in the tribe of Levi. The only people who could serve the Lord as priests were those who had been born into priestly families, that is, the families of the Levite tribe. The author of Hebrews, however, wanted to point out that there were different kinds of priesthoods. Yes, there was the priesthood of Aaron and his descendants, but before Aaron came along, there were other men who served as priests. One of them, Melchizedek, is brought up in this passage and is compared to Christ throughout this chapter. By the end of the chapter, however, Melchizedek is forgotten and Christ is exalted as the greatest priest for three reasons. First, unlike any other priest, Jesus lives forever, so his priesthood is likewise permanent. We saw that in verse 24. In other words, Christ's priesthood is superior because it transcends death. The result of his priesthood is his ability to save us completely. Although we sin with astonishing regularity, we do not need to worry that someday we'll sin, but there will be no one to secure God's forgiveness for us because he is dead. Instead, we can be confident that when we come to God through Christ, our salvation is eternally secure because Christ, quote, always lives to intercede for us, end quote, as we saw in verse 25. Christ is a superior priest because his priesthood will never suffer a gap caused by death. Second, Christ's priesthood transcends disqualification. Because of who Jesus is, God in the flesh, he will never sin, and therefore he will never be disqualified from saving us. This makes his priesthood superior to anyone else's, because every other priest had to atone for his own sin before he could ask God to do anything about our sin. And we saw that in verses 26 through 27. Third, Christ's priesthood transcends disappearance. Other priests had to keep offering sacrifices because the sacrifice didn't really atone for anything. The forgiveness they secured was on credit, waiting by faith for Christ's death to really pay for those sins. In order to teach his people that the animal sacrifices were not a permanent solution, God ordered that those sacrifices be offered daily. In other words, their power to forgive disappeared almost immediately. Christ's sacrifice, since he was offering himself instead of an animal, did not disappear, because according to verse 27b, he sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. You may not think of priests very often, but you need a faithful one who is pleading with God based on his own perfect sacrifice for your sins constantly. And Christ met our need, according to verse 26, in every way, because unlike other priests, Christ cannot die, will not disqualify himself by sinning, and won't see the value of his sacrifice disappear. Yesterday's devotional referenced the doctrine of eternal security, but today's explains why we are eternally secure. Christ's sacrifice is perfect and potent enough to save us forever.
and Christ our priest advocates for us forever. This is why Christ's priesthood is permanent. This is why your salvation is secure. It's been secured by a perfect sacrifice and a perfect priest. This is something to thank God for, and I hope you will today. We'll see you next time.